3: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show, streamed
0: every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app, and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And that's all I know. We are rocking out. There's no question. What the hell are you staring at the ceiling for? Glamour. Oh,
3: yeah, you I, were. St- I, yeah, I'm sure it's it's baffling at times. But I, I I'm looking at my laptop. I got the camera here, but I have another monitor here. So, you know, kind of like multitasking.
1: Oh, big shot!
3: Yeah, I'm using a big word, multitasking. So, is that
1: is that literally a set aside studio for you? That that room in your house?
3: Y- yes and no. I mean, it's it's like a um, a loft sort of area. So I have like oh, a living okay. room to me, but that also means I hear everything that's going on in the house. So, <laughs> yeah. So I have an yeah. office technically, but it's open air office, I guess you could say.
1: All right, sir. So we finally wrapped up, uh, what is it called? Under the banner of heaven. Oh yeah. Did you, did you watch that?
3: Yeah. I mean, I interviewed, uh, Andrew Garfield and Gil oh, Birmingham sure. for the thing. And, uh, yeah, it's quite a story, isn't it? A true story, I believe. It is a
1: true story, and it just amazed me. This, this movie's about the, uh, what are they called again? The, that's not just the Mormons. They're a certain kind of Mormon, aren't they?
3: Yeah, yeah. They have like their little factions or whatever. Right. And some obviously take it much more serious than others do.
1: Well, the Under the Banner of Heaven is basically about people who take a belief in God and turn to hatred because of it if you don't believe in my God, I hate you. It's
4: like, Jesus.
1: It's the Latter-day Saints. Latter-day Saints, that's exactly right.
3: Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, I mean, don't we have that all over the world right now?
1: That's the problem with the world right now is you have the wrong God, therefore I hate you.
3: My God can beat up your God. (laughs) Exactly right. I mean, and that's been the story of my life. I mean, I grew up in a, obviously, Everybody doesn't take it that seriously, but, you know, people ribbed you for being Catholic or whatever. Oh, I mean, sure. you know, just the way it is. We, like, I, I, And I love to remind
1: people of this. I grew up in North Minneapolis. Jews, Catholics, and black people never had the problems that we're having in the world right now. I mean, it Nothing. developed later on in the late 60s. They burned it to the ground, but other than that... Uh, but we just didn't have these, oh, you you believe in God, but not the right one.
3: Like, God, what? I know, I know okay, man. Okay,
1: whatever. They're killing little children over it. I'm going to kill you and your child. They were killing
3: children. I can't. Oh, God.
5: Like, what and we I- were
3: talking about the ills of social media before. Yeah. I mean, this movement that's going on, this anti-Jew movement, and, and it's just exploding on, on social media. It's it, it, Again, it just needs to go away. That platform does. needs to go away.
1: I agree. I, we were talking about that at the beginning of the show today. I didn't even know these guys are here in studio. Were telling me how vicious people get, but I haven't been on there in eleven years, so I don't know. I had no idea people had gotten that horrible.
3: Yeah, it's it is horrible. It is horrible. So, God. um, sorry to remind you, but of course I'm brought to you by, ladies and gentlemen. Timmy Lammers brought to you by.
1: What's his name again? It's like some Michael Michael, Michael uh, Brint or something. Terry Bradshaw and no. Terry Bradshaw, exactly. Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Timmy Lammers brought to you by Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So, we got the intro. Was there another voice
3: on the air there somewhere? What was that? No, could have been my uh, Great Pyrenees talking.
1: Yes, that's what No, Somebody was, it was a broken like signal or something.
6: Somebody thing was unmuted for a second, but it looks like it's all fixed now. Excellent.
3: Okay. Uh, just quickly, Tom, I didn't realize that you and I had the same job at 16 years old, which was washing dishes. Oh,
1: yeah. Dishwasher at Donaldson's Department Store downtown Minneapolis.
3: Mine was Red's Pizza. In Howard <laughs> <Land>. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I, I eventually was promoted to cook, so there you go. But, you know, you got to start somewhere, and I was more than happy to take that. Even though I was, you know, getting money on the farm, you know, this is my way to get out and to socialize. And, boy, what great memories of working there. You know, working with your friends and then hanging out afterwards with your friends and staying out way too late with your friends. No doubt. having your mother say, you know what time it is, Buster? (laughs) When When my mom was pissed at me, it was Buster, and she was pissed. When I just happen to stroll in at five o'clock in the morning.
1: Yeah, it'll kind of do it. But, but I tell you what, I, I, the Stanley family, Tim Stanley, I worked with at Donaldson's, his entire family, I adore those people and they're friends to this day. I, you know, the 16 years old, I meet this guy, Timmy Stanley, nicest guy in the world. And yeah. I got friends for the rest of my life. Isn't that wonderful? And go. by the way, it's just occurred to me, this is interesting. Our boss, when we're at Donaldson's, the garden room was the name of the restaurant in there, the garden room. But our boss, and I had loved that guy to this day, he was one of the nicest people I've ever worked with. Sure. And just had just a nice guy. His name was Eddie LaHood, and he was Lebanese. He came mm-hmm. here from Lebanon. Nobody cared. Yeah. Why now? The, the, oh, you're from that block? Well, then I hate you. It's
3: like, what? Uh, it's, you know. They're all people. We're all people. Damn it! Seriously, yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous. Fun. It's so ridiculous. And and again, social media divides us. It just does. God, I'm so, so glad I got off that. That's I'm why really I happy. get in the fights with Tevin all the time on social media. Oh, I just wait for the show to end so uh, I can blast uh, land. AJ, Lambers same thing. There. Brittany. So, but anyway, we do have movies early. Oh. Uh, Actually, because of Thanksgiving, and thanks for having me on for Thanksgiving prior to, I should say, uh, because we have Napoleon in theaters today. And I don't know how everybody is with the whole historical epic thing. I mean, releasing this movie would have been much better in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. People don't even know know Britney. They don't even know who the Beatles are.
0: Yeah, that's they the
3: think. thing. They think Taylor Swift is the greatest thing in the world, you know. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Who? We've Who is?
5: A, I'm a dumb, dummy dummerton because I like a girl dumb, singer. Dummy
3: dummerton. I should
5: like what you liked as a teenager because that's cooler.
3: But I, you know what? Honestly, I don't care. There were people at this movie in the demo, right? The older demo. Uh, the, the people that used to call them pictures when they went back to see it. I call them pictures, too. <laughs> Um, and and so yeah, it is for an older demo, but it is a historical epic. It's Ridley Scott, one of our greatest directors out there. It's mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix who teamed with him on Gladiator, gave to me one of the most menacing performances I've seen in the last twenty years as Commodus. So I thought, well, Jesus, what is he going to bring to playing Napoleon Bonaparte? And surprisingly, not as much. Uh, you know, I mean, yes, Joaquin Phoenix is great. But is he anywhere near Commodus? No. Yeah. Is he near Joker? No. Um, and, and, you know, again, I think that historians, people that are history buffs, I should say, are going to get a lot more out of this. I am into certain aspects of history, and one of them is not the, you know, the World Wars or whatever, but I will say it made me want to look into it, which is always a good thing. When a film leaves you wanting more, even at 2 hours and 37 minutes, Tom, that's a good thing. Uh, as a film, I think, obviously, this would have worked better as a miniseries, right? On oh, sure, yeah. Or whatever. I mean, <laughs> because when you try to pack in six of Napoleon's battles of his, and the numbers are all over the place. Some The film claims 63 total battles. Online, some say 83, some say 60. I mean, there's just a lot of different information out there about Napoleon and his life. And was he really five foot three or five, two, or was he five foot six? And, you know, it, I kind of always went with the misnomer that he was five, two. So uh, Joaquin, it's like, he's five, eight. It just doesn't seem it's stark. It's a stark difference, but yeah. yeah so there's just so many different facts out there, but when they present it like this, it's kind of scattershot because you have the six battles And then you have the deal with Josephine, which is great, too. So interspersed between these battles, these epic battles, is his relationship with Josephine, played by Vanessa Kirby, who's the white widow in the last couple, I guess, uh, Mission Impossible movies. So, you know, that's a boilerplate description of the movie. It's the battles. It's the battles with his wife, really. But, you know, when the guy had such of a, you know, think about that being in 60 different battles and surviving them all that's pretty remarkable yeah no question about that
1: you know he actually is a pretty damn good actor isn't he
3: there's no question yeah. i mean he really is terrific and I, again i think we talked about yesterday on the family podcast that i really had no desire to interview him i guess he's just a really right. really strange guy In right. interview gets up and leaves. you know leaves on a whim and <laughs> You know, different things like that. And then, then after the Oscars, instead of going to celebrate at the parties, he went to some protest outside some slaughterhouse somewhere. And he's oh, wearing, right. yeah. wearing his socks and everything. I mean, you know, he's very unorthodox guy, but, you know, we all have our little quirks, I guess you could say. So I'm not going to fault him for that. He has a passion. Fine. And if yeah. he wants his platform to preach those passions, then fine um but yeah what we should be really concerned about is how he does on screen and he's terrific i just thought that as napoleon he would come off more as a madman and he really doesn't i mean he has his bursts of energy and and nutso so behavior but i just expected him to be more menacing than what was portrayed i will tell you though the parts that Are absolutely brilliant Ridley Scott I have no idea because he did this practically he didn't just put in CGI or AI characters to fill out those battlefields he says hundreds I say my god it looks like thousands on the battlefields it uses all practical effects these are the most stunning battle scenes in this era that I have ever seen I have seen nothing like it. And it all feels real because, again, it's practical. The effects where, unfortunately, a horse is taken out by a cannonball, you know, practical visual effects, and it's stunning. You just know it's real. I mean, it's not, I mean, the real, the effects are real. They're not some CGI creation. So. Yeah, and then, of course, you get the people getting shot and impaled with the bayonets. And and again, the the, the cannons, they launched these cannons and just the carnage that these cannonballs would inflict on people in places. And it it was just amazing. So that really had me stunned. Uh, But I I guess I could just say that it's a fascinating movie, but it's
7: a flawed movie. Tim, if you don't want me asking, I saw that there was maybe a little... Maybe controversy is not the word, but drama between him and like the historical community because it came out that he confronts historians with the quota when they say, "Hey, you know, I think it should be done this way or portrayed this way, and I don't really think this is accurate." He responds with, "Were you there? I didn't think so. I'm gonna do it this way." Oh my god! So so is is this supposed to be meant as a like, this is to the T historical, or is he taking liberties here?
3: Well, I think he almost has to. I mean, again, you're only given two and a half hours to boil down six battles out of whether people think it's 60 or 80. I mean, that's a hell of a thing to do. And then on top of that, show the, you know, the the, the fights and everything, the, the strife between him and Josephine. you got a lot of stuff packed into that. There's another thing that he said, AJ, that I thought was hilarious. Uh, the French critics are ripping on this thing. They hate the movie. <laughs> And he says, I don't care about the French critics hating the movie. They hate themselves. There we go. (laughs) You know, I I mean, he just doesn't. He's an 85-year-old man. Hopefully, we got many, many more. He's got Gladiator 2 coming out at least. Hopefully, we're going to see a lot. This guy got started late, okay? He was 40 when his first film came out. So, you know, he's, he's making up for lost time here. And he is an amazing director that just doesn't give a rip about what anybody says. He That's makes great. what he wants to make. And, you know, it's great. I love, I love him. He's a great director.
1: Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Tim, I've been thanking everybody. I want to thank you the day before Thanksgiving coming on the show. It's great working with you. And Absolutely. so enjoy your holiday, pal.
3: Well, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you, uh, Brittany, Tevin, AJ, all your families, uh, Tommy, you and Catherine and your family. And uh, we will talk next
1: week. Next week? You got it, Pally. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. Tim Lamb, sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant Personal Injury Lawyers. Bradshaw and Bryant Personal Injury Lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Is Sandy not on yet? No,
7: Sandy is good to go. I'm oh, he is. Here. I'm surprised you haven't heard him yet.
1: Oh, you mean because he's so yammering? I, is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. What he likes to do? <laughs> i got to put up with that, too. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Hurt at work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. How are you doing, Sandy? Well, I'm
4: good. I was having a moment of silence for uh, the 60th anniversary of JFK getting it in, you know, Dallas. Oh, that's in right. Dallas, it's the 23rd, Let's go. It? I think I'll 22nd, go for a nice I mean, little car me. ride in th- through Dallas. Didn't work out that way.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty bizarre time. As a matter of fact, we yeah we probably should have booked somebody for today, but we didn't have any room for anybody today anyway. Because, but yeah, that uh, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, correct? Yep. Kind of changed the world forever, and then everybody now, else got shot in the late sixties. That was magnificent.
4: Is there anyone who thinks that it actually was Lee Harvey Oswald? There's no one left who believes that, is there? I don't
1: think so. I think you're probably right about that.
4: See, I wonder how much Johnson knew. Happens in his state. He yeah, uh, didn't make yeah. a stink about it. He just raised his right hand and said, Yup, I'm president.
1: You might be right about that. You never. Hey, look, all these guys, it's all about power and money. So who the hell knows who did what to whom. Yeah, and Johnson was the guy who liked to have what meetings when he was, was on that? the pot. Somebody just what? started playing a violin there. I don't know what that was.
4: do 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 no, I had a de- I had know. a
1: noise, but it wasn't like a violin. It was actually it was the the
4: great comic Brian Miller.
5: Did he text? <laughs> was it a like? Yeah, yeah, that
4: was. He's, so it.
1: that's he's what it te- te- was. <laughs> yeah,
4: he's and he's still texting there. Okay. Uh, does he know you're
1: uh, on the show here?
4: Well, that was the text I sent him. I said, you know, maybe we can talk about. Te- I usually talk to him at ten o'clock, but I said maybe we can talk at ten fifteen, and he uh, said.
1: Ten works. <laughs> no, ten works. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, Brian. Once you later. calm down, Buster. You know
4: what? He he's. A, you know, he just woke up. He's had a rough time of things. So, anyway, um, how it's about ten those, o'clock?
1: Uh, what do you mean he just woke up? Okay. You he's know what? Comic. He's
4: a comic. Yeah. He's up. He's up late writing jokes. I'm sure. Uh huh. <laughs> he's one of the nicest comics I've ever met. He's not as, he's not as uh, well. What's the right word? Odd. God, that no, that's right a good word? word. Yeah, it's a good word. Yeah. yep. Because they all they all have some <laughs> issue or another. Brian has, uh, I don't know if he has any, but he definitely would have the fewest of anyone.
1: So, Sandy, what else is going on in the world?
4: Well, you know, did you see? I I got. I know. You know, we talk about the Vikings, and but the this Ursay character, Jim Ursay Yeah, he's the owner of the, uh, uh, you know, the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, sir. He, he claims now he. He claims he's arrested in 2014, arrested, by the way, for driving while intoxicated, had in his system oxycodone, hydrocodone, some other dones. And he claimed he was arrested, arrested because he's a white billionaire and that he was fine. (laughs) Other than that, he couldn't (laughs) recite the alphabet. He couldn't? And. No, and he blamed the fact that he couldn't walk straight on the fact, I just had hip surgery. <laughs> I mean, first of all, to bring up something from 2014 now, what a clown this guy. How I don't know who's he? a bigger clown. He's in somewhere in his 60s. That's all. But I don't know if it's him. His father was a, you know, a well-noted drunk. Yeah, he and, was. That's right. But yeah. I don't know if it's him is the bigger buffoon or the guy who's out, the, the sons of these guys, the son of, um, the son of uh, Al Davis, Mark Davis. Oh, Mark he's the Davis. other one. He's, he's the one with disaster. the mullet stuff.
6: Yeah. Well, no, yeah, and in Jim Ursay's odd... defense, I mean, the police are notoriously just going around and arresting white billionaires for Trump It's an epidemic. Trump <laughs> it's yeah, they do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Um, hey now,
4: Tom, are you gonna, I know every, we're all going to enjoy a Thanksgiving tomorrow, but will you watch any, if not all, of the football games? None. See, I think this year, because finally, the early games, always Detroit, they're actually good for a change. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, I, but you know when the Vikings do something to me like they did last week, I, I just it puts me off the entire NFL. How you could lose to a horrible team like that, I will never understand.
4: Well, it, it like I said, it takes the took a little bit of the luster off of. Uh, <laughs>
1: he kind of did, yeah.
4: Off of Joshua Dobbs, you know, and and people are all whipped up. They love Kevin O'Connell. I just think he needs. And we said it the other day and last week, you got your foot on their throat.
1: You don't let it up, and he did. He did, and he he tends to, you know, in some of these games. Yeah. I don't know why he does that, but I would, yeah, I just uh, look. I I've been watching the Vikings since I was 15 years old, and I just. They're wearing me out after all these years. I'm pretty worn out watching this team because they never can ever finish anything.
4: No. No, I mean, we have went
1: through this, and no team
4: in its history has gone longer without a championship. Right. Exactly. They lead the leagues. Not the league. All the leagues.
1: Yes, all sports,
4: not (laughs) just football.
6: It's true. Yeah, we lead the
4: leagues in losing. Yep. Yeah. And we could lose with the best of them.
6: Ask
7: AJ in the wild. What's it, five straight now they've lost? Oh, they look so bad, Bob. It's not even funny. And I've got a bone to pick with the NHL. I've never seen worse scheduling. Last night, zero games across the entire league. What is that? I don't understand it. And it's like the third time that's happened since the season began. Why is there not at least one game on? I just want to have hockey on in the background of everything else I'm doing. Just like... It, it's like throwing on a, a comfort movie for people. That's yeah. me with hockey. Just put any game on. I don't care if it's, if, if it's the Sharks and the Coyotes, two terrible teams. Well, are they doing
6: more games this weekend? Is it something where they're like, we know that everybody's going to be at home for the holidays. Let's throw all the games on, you know, Friday, Saturday as
7: people well, are.
4: Today's yeah. schedule, I think they added a few teams just to get every everybody's playing today.
7: Yeah, there are 14 games tonight, none yesterday, no games tomorrow. Then, the, then, yeah, it's just the – it's the weirdest flop for a league because it's like the fourth time it's happened. Zero games. I don't understand it. Well, you, you got
4: your uh, – but you got your, your Timberwolves, Mike. They're the best team in the West. Oh!
6: <laughs> we just harmonized? Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> yeah.
4: That was synchronized pretty good there. Did Why I hear that? Tom Howell? No. No, I'm getting
1: ready to leave. <laughs>
4: God. <laughs> it's not Thanksgiving real early. <laughs> exactly.
7: You're gonna hear that down the hall.
1: Yeah, down the hall. Exactly. That's exactly right. But I, you know, it just—it's year after year. You follow the Vikings, you get excited, and then they suck horribly. And it, uh, I'm sick to death of them. I really am.
6: It—it w- it was one game. It wasn't. It was disappointing, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't a historic vikings collapse i think we'll be all right we still have a soft schedule outside of the two games against detroit uh joe burrow's not there in cincinnati anymore because he's hurt so i think we can still go on a nice little run and see, we'll make the playoffs but when they lose the schedule doesn't look as soft all of a sudden no and
4: justin fields he he could conjure up a game because he does have dj Moore and the kid could run so you don't i mean that's not a gimme win I'm nothing's a
1: gimme win look, with these fights. I'm sorry, Denver sucks. You should have never lost to that team.
4: No, he's absolutely uh, right. Yeah, but and I mean, they
6: had a former court, Super Bowl winning quarterback and Super Bowl winning head coach with sucked. experience. Both of them. They it's gave over. Up 70
4: points. Now they shut people down. The problem, the, the Vikings, they, they can't turn the ball over. This is what contributed to that horrible start to the season. Yep. It was the turnovers. And now there's three turnovers in the game, and it could have been more. Yeah. So when they turn it over, they're not going to win, and that's a problem. And as much as I did like and still like the Joshua Dobbs story, he turns the ball over too much.
1: Yeah, he does. It is true. I don't think he's got the best blocking I've ever seen.
4: Well, that could be problematic as well.
1: Actually, I think he, their offensive line and defensive lines are both very mediocre.
4: No, Danielle, Danielle Hunter is pretty damn good. Yeah. This well, no, you got Wan individual him. players, but yeah. as a unit, they're not. As a very unit, good. yeah, I get it. Yeah, you're right. No, they're uh, good,
1: some good individual players, yeah.
4: The star of that defense is the coordinator. Oh, Because 100%. he has found a way to, to make this defense much better right. than it is, and he doesn't right. by blitzing the heck out of it. Sometimes they're going to get beat, but he has done a masterful job with that
6: defense, Brian Flores. Yeah, unfortunately, this will probably be the only year we have him on our staff yes. just because he's going to be a head coach next year. But whoever's the next in line – he tell Brian Flores to leave his playbook because we're just going to keep doing that Well, year.
4: the thing about Flores, though, that lawsuit still hasn't been settled. Some teams will mm-hmm. stay away from him because they're oh, scared sure. that he's going to sue them.
7: I think, like, you the, know, the commanders would be the most likely destination given, like, Ron Rivera is not maybe the coach for them in the future. But, mm-hmm. that like, a new ownership group I don't think wants to touch that given they just got into the league. They don't want to ruffle feathers by taking the coach that now – have, like you said, still has a pending lawsuit right. against the league. Yeah.
6: And if I'm but Flores, I wait it out. I'm not just going to the commanders because they offer me a job. Wait for a place where you can go and actually succeed. Absolutely. Flourish. Yeah. yeah, you got to find a division that sucks. Yeah.
4: And there's plenty of them.
6: <laughs> like and that would be North. problematic.
4: I mean, I, and a team that is firing a defensive guy – I don't know that they'll go out and hire a defensive guy. They may look more for an offensive guy, yeah. and that's what you know. Rivera is a defensive guy, yeah. so they want to shake things up a little bit. Um, now, the, the place that uh, would be, and this is probably where Harbaugh will wind up, is Chicago. They got a ditch this Eberflus. First of all, he's got a goofy name, Eberflus. <laughs> yes, Eberflus. yeah.
1: Well, say.
4: <laughs> Sounds like he's from the Willy Wonka factory. Yeah, I'll have get three. that Eberflus kid in
1: here. <laughs> How do you like to be we'll a little him. kid? You go over and go, hi, Mr. Eberflus, is Timmy home? <laughs> Eberflus? There's no way I'd go through life with a name like that. No way. No, it's just not. A, okay. Ditka. This is the
4: team that had Mike Ditka. <laughs> Ditka. Exactly. You know, think about that as their coach. And now they got Eberflus. <laughs> just doesn't. Uh, I know, doesn't, Bob. team right, Tom. You know what I'm saying? I understand I
1: exactly what you're saying, Sandy. I
4: think you do. Uh so I got to ask you a question: Are you anything you could recommend to watch on stream? Watching anything?
1: Uh, Bass Reeves is phenomenal. Yes, a, I love that show. Taylor Sheridan. I don't know what the hell he's got in it up in that noggin, man, but he can write some great television. He knocks them all out of the park. He does. We just finished under the banner of heaven, that uh, Latter Day Saints show, which was. I love God, therefore I should kill you. What? Makes sense. <laughs> that, that's some great thinking right there. Huh. Um, yeah, Catherine and I am watching a lot of different things. I would tell you streaming is the best that television I've ever seen. Yeah.
6: Bob, I would say check out on Netflix The Fall of the House of Usher.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yep.
6: You're like, right, so it's like a solid, is that a movie or is that a series? Uh, it's a series. I think mm-hmm. there's like seven episodes.
4: See, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I do watch. I'm watching Bass Reeves, Lawman Bass Reeves, but I'm trying to stay oh, away man. from the series just because of the. You know, I binge watched Ted Lasso.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: I told you that. I binge watch things. My son, it's been not binge watching, and I would have rec- I would have recommended against it, even though I love the show. He's watching every episode and every season of The Sopranos. Oh. I think he's in season five or six.
5: Oh. I just he,
1: did he that has, about a month ago.
5: That's commitment. You watched
1: all of them again? I watched all of them from beginning to end.
4: They are great shows. There's no question they're great shows. The uh.
1: things that they said to one another in that show was fun. It reminded me of the old days, man.
4: Uh, I mean, the, just even just the club. Bada Bing.
1: Yeah, Bada Bing. <laughs> Bada Bing is the name of the strip club. <laughs> it's pretty funny. No, I and thought it was And the name terrific. is the character, Big Pussy. Big Pussy. Great guy, by the way. Really nice guy. All right, Sandy, I want to thank you for being with us uh, this year again. It's Thanksgiving tomorrow, so thank you for being here. I do appreciate it. And uh, many more years to come, I hope.
4: Ooh, oh, wow. I thought you were going to say, well, we're, gonna, we're, not gonna, we're letting you go. Let's you wrap coming. it up with Sandy
1: to get rid of him. That's all there is to it. <laughs> no, nah, it's going to be great, man. Say, and by the way, please say hello to your whole lovely family. you got a great family, man.
4: You're too kind, and please say hello to Catherine and your children. And also, uh, thank you for always bringing me back.
1: Get her done, as they say. All right, thanks, Annie.
4: All right, all right we'll see you. Bye, Bob. Dog. Bob. Happy Thanksgiving,
1: all. Happy Thanksgiving. Bob Sands of Your Sports brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bielki goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp, injury claims, and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. We shall take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. What's her name again?
5: Yo, Kristen Burt.
1: Kristen Burt, that's it. She will be with us next.
0: This is The Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at tombernardshow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app.
7: Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American
5: Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational
7: businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a long-time customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998.
1: North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Before you head back to one of the big box stores for your hunting and shooting needs this season, do yourself a favor and visit my choice, KL Surplus and Ammo in Lino Lakes. Not only does k have one of the widest selections of firearms and ammo in the Twin Cities, they also do business the right way. They want to make sure that you have the right firearm and the right ammo for your needs. Jim, the owner, has over 25 years of experience in the business and will help you find what you need at a fair price. Speaking of prices, a lot of stores are using inflation and supply shortages as an excuse to raise prices on ammunition, not K&L. Jim's doing everything to hold the line on pricing so you can spend more time on the range. Find out for yourself why K&L Surplus & Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go in and chat. With Jim in person at the store, on Lake Drive and Lina Lakes, or online at klgunstore.com klgunstore.com.
0: Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused.
3: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. Kristen Burt joins us.
2: Happy day before Thanksgiving, everyone.
1: Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Um, I got to tell you something. No, I no, say I don't have to tell you something. I got to ask you something. Okay. Do people always refer to you as Kirsten
2: I get Kirsten, Kirsten, Christian, <laughs> Christine, <laughs> I, Christina, I <laughs> Kelly.
4: <laughs> Kelly? Kelly. Kim. Where the hell did get
2: Kelly? Any of the K names I get. Um, honestly, because my parents decided to be original and unique and spell the name differently, people think it's pronounced differently.
1: It says Kristen. I'm looking at your name right now
2: correct but the y screws up everybody and There's then time. when they want to spell it they put the y before the i and i get an i at the end and a y at the y <laughs> so i'm always just like kb is good you know how to spell it you know how to pronounce it we're good to go
1: a lot of kbs in my life that's all i have to say mm-hmm. no question about it we've just been talking about basically the holiday coming up and all the rest of it but we got into a little bit of talking about television with uh, timmy lammers and Bob Sansevier came on. Uh, and I, again, I think television is the best it's ever been because of streaming. I really do.
2: Yeah, it's brought a lot of great stories to us, stories that we probably wouldn't have heard of, because uh, they're certainly not going to take those chances at the box office.
1: No, I suppose. You know, it's going to be tough getting me to go. And I love going to movies. My great friends own a lot of movie theaters in town, so I, I go as often as I possibly can. But the movies are just not very good anymore.
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I you know, just looking over, I know you spoke about it with Tim, but just even the weekend box office of, you know, Disney's trying to reclaim their territory with Thanksgiving weekend with Wish. Yeah. It's gotten mixed reviews. I still think families are going to go out and see it, but, you know, it's going to go up against Napoleon. It's going up against the Hunger Games prequel. And those are very specific audiences. And both of them are very long movies, yeah. too. So. Yeah they've really got to start getting a handle on the running times of movies because I think people are starting to rebel against it.
1: You know, I tried again for, I believe, about the fifth or sixth time I tried to watch John Wick 4. It's just too long.
2: Yeah, and if it's too long, it's too long. If it's not moving, because a a good movie, whether it's two hours or four hours, should feel like no time, let's be honest. I've sat in a three-hour movie that I was like, oh, that actually went by very quickly, but... If it's doing too much exposition and you're just trying to, like, get to the setup to get to the action, you get antsy in a movie theater.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But that experience of walking in there, getting your bag of popcorn and grabbing your soda or whatever you get, go sit in those comfortable chairs, got the huge screen in front. What a great experience that is.
2: I'm there for the popcorn and the soda. Like, honestly, <laughs> I, exactly. I am. I am a theater owner's dream because I'm going to buy a big bucket of popcorn. I'm mm-hmm. buying a huge soda. I bring the popcorn tub home because I can't finish it and I give it to my husband. But it's one of those. I mean, I'm helping them sell 25 cents popcorn and I'm buying it for, you know, 850. Yeah, they love me. They should. Like, I need a good movie.
1: One thing I will tell you before this all set in, before the pandemic and all the rest of it and the changing in Hollywood and blah, blah, blah. I did get sick to death of people being on their phones in a movie theater.
2: I don't see that happen often. Oh, I have to be God, honest. It
1: was horrible.
2: I don't know if it's maybe a regional thing or, I mean, and a lot of my screenings, too, are press screenings. So people yeah, have yeah. know not to, to get on their phones. So yep. I don't often go to public screenings as much as I used to, so.
5: So can you bring, like, a notebook in and write things if you want?
2: You can. You can bring a notebook in. Um, You can also put your phone on, like, dim mode. And I know some reporters will actually go and, you know, just kind of type out notes Mm -hmm. with the screen not lit up. Um, But honestly, it's not very disruptive. I think people are kind of expecting it. And I I find most reporters just wind up taking their notes. They make mental notes throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then immediately after they're like scribbling down notes on a, like a little notebook or whatever. Yeah. That's what I usually do.
1: Are you guys big at your house with the Christmas movies? The three of you? Yes. <laughs> well, we are. That's why I'm asking because, we Oh yeah. I mean,
2: I'm movies. all over it. I, I want to, I will probably watch at least four or five Christmas movies this weekend.
1: You know, and what is, do you have a favorite of all time?
2: My favorite of all time, it used to be love actually. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's shifted over time. And I feel like I always gravitate toward, um, I know we talked about the family stone. That's one of my favorites. Um, I do like a Christmas story. I know some people don't, but that's one I'll watch. I love over and that
6: over again. movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm that person. I don't. Yeah. I knew that's... someone was,
2: I was like, I knew someone had mentioned yep. it. Um, an elf. I can I can watch elf nonstop. He that nailed is probably that part. my number one on rotation. I'll just jump nope. in like an hour in. I'm like, great, I'll watch that. Yeah. So and you're
6: gonna go see it in theater then, now that it's coming back for its like 20 year whatever anniversary. Year? Yeah.
2: Um, I probably won't. Um, just because I've seen it so many times, I don't need to spend twenty dollars on seeing it again. Um but I will. I have Hallmark and Lifetime and Amazon and Netflix in rotation for all of their original holiday movies this year too. Yes.
1: See, that's terrific. I, I just, the whole, and I've never liked Will Ferrell. I never thought he was funny on Saturday Night Live. Never cared for that Ricky Bobby crap. But he nailed that movie.
5: Did you know that Jim Carrey was up for that role?
1: Boy, it doesn't surprise me. I didn't know that. Yeah,
5: role. that I. It's weird because I go, I, even though Will Ferrell did that j- so well, you do know that Jim Carrey would have also. Oh yeah, did, for, Talladega
2: Nights. You, you can easily no, see elf. him. I didn't. Oh, that.
5: elf. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. You could easily see him have done that role. Yeah, for sure. It's I mean, not
5: just a like reach the, at all. The wonderment of him, like he would have been pretty <laughs> fun. Yeah.
1: Did you ever have to deal with him?
2: Um, well, I, when I was doing extra work on Saturday Night Live, he was one of the cast members. Um, no, I'm talking about Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey? Yeah. I have not dealt with Jim Carrey. I heard he is a Because by the time massive. I was doing a lot of major celebrity interviews, he had kind of retreated from the industry at that point. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and why did he? Mental illness? <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's, I do. I mean, I do think he's, oh, he's yeah. struggled a lot with his, he his mental health. Yeah. Um, That's not a surprise. Some of his conspiracy theories are interesting. Um, (laughs) Oh,
1: I don't know about those. Maybe you could could update me on this. I don't know. Well,
2: he started out with the whole Jenny McCarthy anti-vaccine conspiracy theory when they were dating. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. So she was probably the first big Hollywood celebrity who went on Oprah. And if you remember how big Oprah was at the time. And... um, talked about the fact that she believed her son's autism was caused by getting a vaccine.
1: Does she and, have an argument? I mean, is there a possibility that could be true?
2: I, I think that it's been medically proven at this point that autism and vaccines are not related. I'm not a doctor. I'm yeah, sure there's someone really. out there that would dispute that. Um, they believe it's other genetic causes or in some environmental causes, but not from vaccines. But that's what she correlated it with. And because of that mass Oprah audience, especially at the time when like that was what you watched at 3 p.m. every single day, that really got a hold like that mm-hmm. caught fire very quickly. And like m- a lot of moms of that generation started asking for different vaccine schedules or that sort of started the movement of people going, I'm not going to get vaccines for my kids. It's, you can really correlate it right back to Jenny McCarthy's appearance.
1: Really? Because like I said, I, was, I got uh, three vaxes and two boosters, and I still got it twice. So why didn't it work?
2: Uh, it's not supposed to keep you from getting it. It's supposed to keep you from going into the hospital and dying. Oh.
1: <laughs> People believe that.
2: Well, I talked to some of the people who died. You can talk to some of my friends who died I, from COVID. I'm I sure they wish that. they had had do a you vaccine. you have friends
1: that died from COVID? Oh, yeah.
2: We ha- Bill really? and I probably had three or four friends who passed away from COVID. From And you how know. old were they? Um, all of them were between 30 and 55.
1: Oh, God. They were young. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know anybody that died of it.
2: Yeah. And no one with a – and the crazy thing was no one had any – comorbidity or anything that you'd go oh, oh of yeah, course they yeah. passed away yeah it was really sudden and shocking
1: so you had people die of covid my friends all shot to death so you know there's kind of a correlation there
2: <laughs> happy times at the holidays It's an <laughs>
1: injection of one kind or another i guess no i had no i'm very very sorry to hear you lost all those friends that's uh, that's terrible
2: yeah it was i mean it was it was honestly just a it was a dark time it really was yeah. it, you know in <clears throat> california We were locked down. I think California and New York and a couple other places were locked down a little bit longer than other places. So we were just like, "Ugh," it was a tough time.
1: All the problems, I think, started with uh, that nice Italian boy when he denied doing gain of function research when he was doing it. He flat out lied. And therefore, once they found that out, everybody started thinking, well, maybe the whole thing's a lie. So I think he's the one that brought that on.
2: I don't think the president helps very much. Oh, the Biden? president at the time. No, Trump.
1: Oh, Trump was the president at the time? <laughs> yeah. He did not help
2: the situation. No. So why? What did he do? Uh, he was telling us it was going to be over by Easter.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the, the whole COVID was just, it was all oh, just And the, a what was circus. it, the Windex
2: in your veins, like during that press conference? What was that?
6: Oh, yeah. Because well, somebody, whatever it was. Yeah, because somebody was trying to say you should wipe or spray down your sur- the surfaces. It kills 99% of, yeah. you know, including. And I don't think Trump was really paying attention because he just kind of chimed in with a, oh, well, maybe we could. Does that work to, like, in- drink it or ingest? And so he clearly wasn't paying attention or is not the brightest
2: person. And unfortunately, people are, some people are not rational enough to understand that what he yeah. was saying was nonsense. And yeah. then it's just a lot of the, unfortunately, a lot of that misinformation spread from the entire administration.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, like today, same story. They're the same person to me. That's the amazing thing, because I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. They are the same person to me. Neither one of them makes any damn sense. I mean, I just don't get it.
2: I don't know either. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're going to fall down the rabbit hole of, of two two candidates.
7: <laughs> well, that's
1: what do we got they They were claiming what what's the guy with the glasses? He's bald glasses. He's a big Democratic uh, advisor and all the rest of it. I saw a speech he did last night. And he does not want oh. Biden to run for president again. And look, I don't have a dog in his fight. Are you
2: thinking of David Axelrod?
1: No, it's the other guy. But David Axelrod did that, too. You're right. He did that, too. Mm -hmm. What are they going to do? And I don't—Biden, Trump, whatever, whoever becomes president has got nothing to do with me. So what do I care?
2: Well, you should care, though, because it's also a representative of what happens.
1: Well, you guys keep voting for these people. That's what you're going to get.
2: We don't have any other choice, though. If we have two candidates, what are we going to do? If I have A or B— what do I do? They
1: get there. They go out on tour and they do speeches and they do all kinds of stuff. But they it seems like those guys always win, and they're running against each other every time.
2: Yeah, third party is not going to be a factor. Why so not? It's like if I have because there is not enough money behind it, and again, see, it comes down to money.
1: So it's all about money. That's exactly that's my whole argument. It's always about the money. Yeah. and that's that sad? The only
2: person who ever came close was Ross Perot because he funded it himself. I
1: liked him, actually. I didn't vote for him, but I did like H. Ross Perot, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, there have been some people. I, I don't know who the hell I'm going to vote for. I got no idea who I'm going to vote for.
2: You've got a year. We've got a year to debate this whole thing. About
1: 11 months, something like that now. Yeah. Closing in on it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all works out in the end.
2: We'll see how it all shakes <clears> out. You know, you've got Trump with four criminal or uh, three criminal court cases and a civil court case we don't know how that will shake out right We've got biden we don't know how that's going to shake out so it could look completely different 11 months from now
1: but i really i hate that whole situation and i i just don't like the fact that both biden and trump are going to be going through the same bullshit i don't know there was a better way to solve those two problems i think
2: well i think most americans would agree with you too so yeah. i don't think you know no matter where people lean i think a lot of people yeah. just agree that we're not super excited about the candidates i
1: think my problem is that i don't lean at all and so it's gets gets very confusing cuz i don't really like anybody involved you know so i don't know what the hell i'm going to do
2: brit do you look like <laughs> you have something to say
5: <laughs> i wanted to ask you about um a show but i wanted to wait mm-hmm. till you guys were done talking about uh politics
2: well no that, well, i mean
1: just basically just I'm done. It. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> well, I already know who you're going to vote for, so who gives a rat's ass? Um, <laughs> uh,
5: okay, so this came up, and I've heard people talking about it. Monarch Legacy of Monsters on Apple TV. It's The concept is, like, that many years ago, Godzilla distru- like broke down a whole city, and then the whole world has been reactive to it since, like, and so they kind of do this back in time forth. Have you heard anything about this show? Is it worth watching? Because, you know, I'm right on the cusp of getting Apple TV back. Like, this might be the fight, might be the show where I finally go, okay, it's time to get Apple TV for a little bit.
2: Oh, I just I want to say, first of all, um, so speaking of Apple TV and all the streamers, they're all having Black Friday sales. So Ooh. they're all, yes, yes. So, um, Hulu, if you haven't had an account for at least a month, so if you canceled like a month ago and you think you want to sign back up, it's 99 cents per month for the next year. Dang.
6: oh my Peacock,
2: gosh. like a $1.99. I'm not sure what Apple's is, but it's a reduced rate because it's $9.99 right now, but on Black Friday, it should be a lot less. So I'm like, if you want to sign up for this, now is the time to do it. This is the week. Wait, for Hulu,
6: that's not the, you know, live TV, no ads, right? No, that's just it's, the basic No, it's with level. ads. Okay. It's
2: with ads and just, you don't get any live TV or okay. anything like that. But if you're looking for the subscription service so you can watch, all of your shows that are on ABC, like The Next Day, if you want to watch some of their original programming, 99 cents, you can't beat that deal. No.
1: Is it still pretty much uh, Hulu and Netflix running the show?
2: Netflix is the number one. So um, they have, no one has been able to beat them um, whatsoever, and it's one of those things that everyone was trying to catch up to Netflix. Everyone spent all the money like Netflix was spending. And then after everything sort of shook out between the pandemic, um, the financial constraints and the strike, um, Netflix still came out on top and nobody's beating them. And that's why I say we're probably going to see a lot of these streaming services eventually have to merge together in order to survive. I
1: could see that. I'm kind of surprised. I do watch some things on there, but I'm kind of surprised that Amazon's not better than it is.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah, I feel like their original programming is probably their weakest component. Like, I just have it because I like my free shipping situation. (laughs) Yeah. Occasionally, (laughs) occasionally a series will pique my interest. Occasionally, I get, like, a Mrs. Maisel, and I'm like, great, I'm going to watch that show. They usually have a few cute um, Christmas movies. I'll watch that. But otherwise, I find myself not turning it on on a friday night like oh let me check and see what they have right right i very rarely go there to cruise and and check their content list and
6: speaking of amazon i hate to ask this question because i'm scared of the answer but did you finally watch the gen v
2: (laughs) i am (laughs) almost there (sighs) because i realized i i had to watch the the penultimate episode. I didn't oh, realize okay. I was still a week behind. You. So I watched the penultimate episode and now I've got the finale. So it's happening this weekend. Don't <laughs> worry. I'm going to be on my couch horizontal.
6: So what are we talking about? Gen, Gen V. Yeah, you're, you're never going to watch it, but
1: What's it about? The, it's the superhero
6: just going to college. Oh, and okay, they, yeah. It's a satire of a superhero
1: I don't, show. I don't know why it is, but I've never liked those superhero shows. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even have an excuse. I just don't like them. No,
6: this one this one's great. I love it because it's the anti superhero where they all have drinking problems and eating disorders, and they're trying to navigate life as regular people do, but they just happen to have these superpowers.
2: I love it. I just like it because it's that dark comedy. It's just like kind of sarcastic and.
1: Well, see, I'd like that. Yeah, you would. I would like that, the sarcasm and all that stuff. I I love that stuff.
5: Maybe try an episode and see what
2: you think. Yeah. Especially
5: if you are sick of superheroes, it really has like the. It's like anti-superhero in a lot of ways. It's it feels like it it is making fun of the normal uh, formula. I think you
6: would like.
1: Maybe I would like that show then. Yeah. Like
6: it makes me hope that Marvel watches it and goes, maybe we should try a dark humor version of
7: one. Good example. Marvel's terrible.
6: Right.
2: God. I want to circle back to Brittany because she was talking about the mm-hmm. Apple TV plus show. Um, I have not seen it yet and I will tell you that everyone I know who is watching it has said it's the best TV show that Apple is not promoting. Yeah, I know. And what is so, it? That's... Um, it's the I think monarch. It's gonna be, I think it's going to be on my list for this weekend. So it's, it's called Tom. It's called monarch legacy
5: of monsters. And even the title is like a mouthful of weirdness. Cause mm-hmm. like why? Yeah. It, and It is literally, anyone who watches it is like, Brittany, you're going to love this, because it's, like, it it, it takes a whole world of, like, it's almost could be, like, interchangeable with any sort of disaster, but it happens to be Godzilla. And then, like, what would the world be like if there had been a Godzilla (laughs) attack years ago, and then there's, like, a back and forth with, like, then and now, and, like, where the world is going,
2: and they say it's so good. I watched a really good, um, one of the TikTok influencers was talking about it and they said, I don't get why Apple TV Plus is not promoting this show. It's just basically a word of mouth show at this point. But everyone who's watching it says it's one of the best shows on TV right now.
1: Is that channel doing well?
2: Apple TV, I feel like, is prestige TV. Like, they don't care how many subscribers they have. They're like, we want to lean into our Emmys with Ted Lasso and The Morning Show. Or we want to get, like, our codas and and get that uh, Oscar nomination and Oscar win. So it's, it's kind of interesting. They've got a lot of money behind them. It feels like
5: HBO, when HBO used to be on TV, like we don't care you want to pay for us or not. Like we exist and we're going to make really good stuff. And like Apple TV doesn't put out a bunch of things like Netflix will throw so much at Mm -hmm. us. It feels like Apple TV is
2: very intentional with what they make. And on the flip side, HBO, which used to be Prestige TV, they've barely debuted any new shows. The Gilded Age just had their season two, but they have been like a content desert right now. The only thing that they're delivering a lot of new content is on their unscripted side, which is all the Discovery+. Plus. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of discussions lately of people saying... I'm canceling my HBO after years of having it yeah. and I'm just going to wait until like you know and just like that comes back or or whatever. If yeah. there's this, like one show that they watch but it's really become one of those networks that has kind of fallen by the wayside.
1: It's well it's Max now, isn't it?
2: Yeah. It's but HBO if you have cable, it's Max if you have streaming.
1: Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know there was that. So is there a difference in the programming?
2: You'll get a few additional um, yeah. shows, and you'll get the unscripted side um, on Max because they merged with Discovery+. Plus.
1: Where was Poker Face? Peacock. Oh, so that's NBC. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I understand that. Yeah. That, I understand, is coming back at maybe next year. That roll. will have a
2: season two. Oh, and an update. I got an update for Tevin. I went and called a friend at Netflix. Just yes. for you, Tevin. Yes. Uh <laughs> You know, I was like, um, just wanted to just give an update on that because I was like wondering, I'm like, why isn't it coming back? um, If it filmed over the summer, I was like, why isn't it coming back early enough? Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out the show itself is um, non-union when they filmed it in Korea. However, they use union talent for all of the voiceover and dubbing.
1: into
6: English
2: and other languages. So because of that strike, it is going to be delayed with all of that.
6: Well, they announced that, because I think it's today, the Squid Games challenge, like the reality show is dropping. So I'll watch that and that'll satisfy me. Tied you you over. It's
2: a must watch um, from everyone I know that has seen it so far. So Squid Games, the the actual unscripted game show of it, they said it's really fun.
6: Yeah, I need to, depending on how it looks, if uh, it looks like I could win that show, I need to hope they have a season two so I can try out for Squid Game <gasps> Challenge season two.
2: How much fun would that be?
6: Oh, it would be so much fun. I would not even care if I well, I would care if I won or not, but like just being on it would be fun just to play those games.
7: So Brit, that-
2: what reality show would you be on? Uh, well,
5: I I feel like I want to go Real Housewives uh, because I have always wanted to throw a drink in somebody's face. <laughs> But a part of me feels like I would do well at Amazing Race. Like I would Ooh. not Survivor because I don't. I no. get too bored. But Amazing Race, like I, I think I could take on the complexities of of traveling with somebody. Like yeah. I'd be fine with that.
2: Yeah, for me, would be. Like I can't brain. drive stick shift, so I'd be, and I can't read maps, so I'd be a terrible <laughs> like, <"You> <laughs> Amazing Race yeah. partner. I think I'd be good at Survivor because I think I'd be really good at the social game. Yeah, you would. Mm. Yeah, I'd be able to strategize and probably pit people against each other, which I don't know if that sounds like a really good quality, but I, <laughs> <laughs> right. but I think but I think just from my reporter skills of like when you're trying to, because I love interviewing. So when, you have, when you're trying to get around to a question that you're like, you have to like, I have to go through the side door to actually ask this and you get the answer you need. You're like, mm. yes, I think I could do that really well on Survivor. Yeah.
6: So you could do well at like a big brother type game. Where you oh, got to yeah. make the alliances and all that, or mine was always the real world road rules challenges. challenges. Yep, those were the, that was my that was my tea.
2: Tom, what reality show would you do well on?
1: Don't bring <laughs> that up to me.
2: You don't want to do a single reality show.
1: No, that's not it. I, well, I've never told anybody this actually. I've this has never come up. A and E, the channel, right? Mm-hmm. Offered me my own television show. And the Dickey brothers said no. So there you go. Do we still have
6: a contact over oh, there? Oh, here we go. Because we
1: need to get you a show.
6: Tom, no, you could
2: we... do it now. You have such a cast of characters on your show.
1: They're all a pain in the ass, though. I don't
6: want to spend exactly. any
2: more time Exactly. It would with make for great forget reality it.
1: TV. It would make great reality. Yeah, I will never forget that. It's like, really? Okay, thanks, boys. Whatever. I, I'm not a big reality TV guy anyway. I tried, and it just... I, again, it all seems like it's staged to me. It doesn't, everybody thinks oh. it's just off the oh. cuff. It's 100%
6: staged. Yeah,
5: it's
1: produced all stage, yeah.
5: to the gods. Yeah. yeah. It's very. Oh, so producing. it's even
6: worse now it's, than you it oh, it's be? so. My girl, she watches the uh, Housewives of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And the other yesterday, she was like, Do you want to watch it with me? And I was like, I do not want to watch 45 minutes of. Ten grown women just screaming at each other the entire episode. That's, That's what they it do? Is. It's just, and you told me that Jenna wasn't oh. going to be here, and she said that I was a doo-doo head, and, now, and it's just bickering back and forth.
1: Doo-doo head. I like doo-doo head.
2: Yeah. I love that you have the names correct, though. Oh, is Jenna
1: actually <laughs> one of them?
2: Not in Salt Lake. Jen is New York.
5: Oh,
1: okay. There's so many
6: real housewives, cities. It's all one big.
2: But it's a real name of a housewife, though. Mm -hmm. What was
1: the first one? Does anybody know the first reality TV show?
2: Oh, I uh, probably, well, the Osbournes were... CBS actually did one called The American Family.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that
2: started either in the late 60s or early 70s, and they followed the family as they grew up, and it was a really sad story. Like, the parents wound up getting divorced, and... Like, everyone became estranged, but oh, that's geez. considered the very first reality show. Yeah.
6: Otherwise, MTV always tries to claim their, like, the first. Probably the
2: modern era mm-hmm. oh, of Oh, yeah, that's true, true too. Life. World. Yep. Yeah. And then True mm-hmm. Life was, like,
5: so wild. Do you remember guys remember that show?
6: True Life, like, where they're, like, my true life as a. True Life, what, I'm a teen mom, or,
5: yeah. or True Life, I uh, want to get breast implants. Like, it was, it was like a view into non-celebrities like people's real homes it was pretty intense
1: it was called what true life yeah true Mm -hmm. life
5: and then it would be like something true life i'm getting a divorce or true life i uh, am competing in a gym con. like it had like a title underneath every true life was different
6: although they're saying when you look it up candid camera was what they're saying is the first reality Candid, show Well, that, I suppose Aired in
5: 1948 You're on You're candy, candy,
1: Alan Funt was the host name I do Alan? remember that That yep. is
2: a last name
1: Funt, yeah, it's not a good last no, no. name it's I It's like have a to very
2: fun girl I'm surprised in the era where actors And you know performers changed their last name No mm-hmm. one suggested for Alan to change his last name Yeah,
1: Funt is not a good name
2: Kind of sticks no, it,
5: with you though
1: I'll tell you what, though. I still remember lines from that little kids on that show when they had the little kids on.
5: Oh, that's so cute.
1: They had an episode where, where the guy was sitting down with, I think they were like fifth graders,
5: mm-hmm.
1: projecting what they'd end up doing in life. Like, I've looked at your form, and you should become a police officer. You know, that kind of yeah. deal? But mm-hmm. <laughs> there was this one kid that comes in, and he's sitting there, and you can tell he's a little uncomfortable anyway. But the host looks at it, and it wasn't Alan Fanta. It was somebody else. He looks at it, and he goes, Well, Billy, we've uh, looked at your your paperwork through and through, and we have the exact perfect occupation for you. Uh, We think that for the rest of your life, you should become a shepherd. The kid, uh. I thought the kid was gonna have a heart attack. He's like, "What? What like,
2: That's so hilarious I'm to think about." To sheep. It was
1: phenomenal. Do I have it to was,
2: take naps outside? Like, <laughs> that sounds really relaxing, to be honest.
5: With the big
1: staff. <laughs> oh,
5: but you know that we're only seeing the the good stuff of shepherd life. You know, I it's, bet
2: sheep poops sm- smells really bad. Yes.
5: <laughs> Speaking of like little kids getting interviewed last night, I was watching. Um, johnny carson interview drew barrymore when she was seven years old and it is the it cutest is. thing it i've is, ever man. seen is that i don't the
2: one where she's missing a lot of her teeth well too? she goes she
5: was wearing a flipper and she goes you know it'd be a lot easier if i could if i if i could just take yeah. this out and he's like you can take it out and she puts it on his desk and he's just like you know does the, <laughs> the whole mugging. Mu- the mugging of the camera <laughs> but it was so funny and she's so freaking cute and like Seven, so sevens, easy. it's hard to be insincere at seven. Like, it's hard to be coached at seven, but I, I hope I hope it was, uh, you know, you, you don't you don't want to always know the backstory on some of that stuff. Yeah, her she,
2: story's pretty dark. If anyone, whoever, I think it was Little Girl Lost was her book. Yeah. It's really, really dark. I mean, her mom taking her to Studio 54 when she's like eight oh. and nine. Oh. Forgot Studio God. 54. I mean, you know what went on at Studio 54. Things that eight and nine-year-olds should never see.
1: That's for sure. I do remember living in New York going there. And no, children should not see that. No.
2: Mm. The amount of Coke that was just, like, lying on the coffee table. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true.
1: I think it was Usher, he got interviewed,
6: and it was, he would, his parents sent him to stay with Diddy when he was, like, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old or something like that. And he was like, yeah, it was just, they just partied and did Coke and drank and girls all over the place. And, yeah, he was just chilling, middle schooler. It-
2: And, you know, it's so interesting in the with the allegations and now settled lawsuit Mm -hmm. between Cassie and Diddy, a lot of these stories are resurfacing and interviews are resurfacing on the Internet about Diddy. And, you know, we have a very short memory in Hollywood and the list of violent incidents with Diddy goes back decades, men and women. The the Usher story is weird. He also kind of took Justin Bieber under his wing at a very young Mm. age. It's very uncomfortable when you kind of start to, like, look, uh, you know, below the surface of really what was happening in Diddy's life.
1: I'm waiting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're
2: waiting. You're waiting. you what? <laughs> I
1: thought they would react to that, but they did not react to that. Oh, they
2: did no, not they because they know. I'm sure yeah. they know.
1: No, I don't know anything about any of those people. I just – it's not my music, you know, yeah. one of those deals. But he – so he is the one that just got – Or he sued a woman, or a woman sued him, or something happened. he
2: sued him? um, Oh, okay. A number of domestic violence incidents. It was a civil case. Jesus. Um, He settled it immediately, like within 24 hours. That thing was shut tight. Um, But TMZ has reported that there is an ongoing criminal investigation by NYPD. So, and that he is a part of it. So we will see if this ever comes to light and if there's any ever any charges but there are plenty of stories in Hollywood about diddy yeah. and where there is smoke there is fire. Yeah. And They're f- all just allegations right now but we'll see what happens.
6: And from what I saw the dollar amount that they settled for was rumored to be like tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. She so- was
2: asking for like 30 million so I even if they settled on 15 million
6: yeah, so that's a win for her. There's definitely got to be some sort of truth there than yeah, all he's the not allegations, because gonna... you're not just writing that check for no. that amount
2: of money. No, and they tried. Here's the thing: I, she tried to negotiate a settlement with him before filing the court documents, because I think he was like, "You won't really do this. Mm-hmm. You won't really do this." So he didn't pay her. She filed the lawsuit, which she has the right to do under. Um, the sex abuse case law, which, you know, it allows you to do it civilly, even though if criminal charges or the uh, statute of limitations has run out on those cases. Um, and she did it. And, and he guess what? That. Diddy was like, I'm out. Yeah. He
5: doesn't want that going to court. I mean, nothing would look worse than even if they said, hey, you didn't do it to the extent. There's stuff
2: there. You know, yeah. there's
5: stuff there.
2: There's stuff there. I read the court documents. I went through it. It was 35 pages of just, I mean, it was detailed it was not just glossing over things there were accounts there were details there was information that is just like i said i think last week i'm like it wasn't a creative writing Mm. exercise this was someone who maybe kept a diary of the abuse that's what made me think about it i was like maybe she kept dates and times of things happening
1: so he's been doing this his whole life
2: it seems to be, yeah. or throughout much of his career, there's, there's yeah. allegations, there's, there's stories surfacing about when he dated Jennifer Lopez and, um, Shine when, I don't know if everyone remembers when Jennifer Lopez and Diddy and Shine were all arrested, mm-hmm. um, at a New York club, they kind of go into all of that and sort of the, the violence and, um, dispute that went on there, he's had ongoing disputes with 50 Cent, um, Usher's even, you know, it's interesting. If you listen to some of Usher's old interviews, like Tevin was saying, he just talks a lot about the inappropriate things that were going on while he was under Diddy's guardianship.
1: So why is he not in prison?
2: Because we didn't start looking at any of this until 2017 when the Me Too era came around. Why?
5: I think it's like the situation that he's in. He was so powerful. He was... A kingmaker. I mean, mm-hmm. and if you're in that situation, first off, we've talked about abuse in general. Her hands might not be clean in her mind, where she goes, Well, I did this or that. There's like that, you know, a, that whole situation of abuse that goes on. And then it's like, Well, this is how you see other people take it. So maybe I take it. Mm. Like, I could see Jennifer Lopez being like, I don't want to be known for this. So I'm not going to say anything. I want to just move on with my life and my career. And I don't want to be the girl who was abused by, I could see yeah. all of that. Yeah. And, well, yeah. and
6: with Cassie specifically, she had a one huge hit, uh, mm-hmm. me and you, and then her career kind of just fell off. So she could have been in a position where she's like, this guy controls yeah. you know, the music scene. If I want to be famous, I can't go after the guy that's at the top of the mountain.
2: And, and there's a famous incident that was on making the band back in the day, which was on MTV yeah. and it was caught on camera. He had a fight, with uh, Lorianne Gibson, who was his choreographer. Now, MTV didn't show the actual um, visual of it, but they you hear the audio of kind of what was happening behind the scenes. And reportedly, like one of Diddy's guys started like picking up a chair and throwing it at Lorianne Gibson. And I, I mean, this goes on and on. And, you know, Lorianne's talked about it publicly. She's gone back in, in past years to go back to work for Diddy. But at the time, they had a huge beef about it in public, and no one really believed Lorianne because she was a woman, and Diddy was Diddy.
1: What a story. In any case, thank you for being with us all these years, Kristen Burt. I enjoy it every year, so happy Thanksgiving to you and your entire family, and I appreciate it.
2: Happy Thanksgiving to you and all of your listeners.
1: See, she includes everybody. Now we're talking. We will take a break, come right back and
0: wrap it up. Thanks. This is the Tom Bernard Show.
5: Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North
7: American Banking Company.
5: As a locally owned and operated community bank,
7: we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998.
1: North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat loss client, Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story. And please let them know that Tom sent you.
0: Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused.
3: this is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. i
1: kind of wrapping it up. Now, we're going to finally get to that story we're going to do about two hours ago because someone thought we said plate when we said plane. I
5: almost brought that up going, can we finish that oh, story of what we can't bring on the plane? For I, <laughs>
1: You're absolutely I've got right. a
5: list of things at my house I might bring along with me.
1: Okay, so here we go. If you're flying for Thanksgiving want to bring the entire meal with you, the TSA's got you covered. They put out their annual list of Thanksgiving foods you can and cannot bring through security.
5: Okay.
1: Here are the five foods you might not know you can carry on an airplane. Number five, pie. Home, bought, or store in general, most desserts are okay. Number four, fresh fru- fruits and vegetables. If you want to bring a bag of potatoes or several heads of broccoli, go. Why would you bother? <laughs> Just go to the store and buy a head of lettuce.
5: Where that. are you going that you can't stop at a yeah. grocery store? Like, what Weird. city are you going to? I can get... I can even get on board with the pie, but it is wild to me that we can't have a certain amount of liquids, but, like, if it's pie, we can have it in case it's kind of liquidy. I don't know.
1: Now, my least favorite thing of all time, green bean casserole.
5: Oh, shut up. That's so good. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, (laughs) I could destroy one. But
1: what's weird is I love green beans, but not the casserole.
5: Well, it's not. I wouldn't say. It's... I don't even know if it's green bean coated. It's like inspired by it saw a green bean once. oh that's what it is it's okay. like it's right. so soupy uh it's got that cream, cream of, a mushroom yeah and it oh it's so good yeah.
1: <laughs> green bean casserole any casserole is okay as long as it's not too liquidy See, stuffing cooked or uncooked that's allowed macaroni and cheese too and finally a whole thanksgiving turkey What? that what? includes a raw cooked or even frozen bird you can also carry on other meals like ham
5: I, it would be devastating if you were like somebody known for your pie and you were going to go make this really long, you took this long time to make a pie and you go to get on the airplane and they go, sorry, throw it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. And does it matter
6: what dish it's in? Like, if it's an aluminum dish versus a glass, yeah, they didn't actual bring
1: that pie up. tin type of thing? Yeah, they didn't bring that up. That's an interesting question, because that would make a difference.
5: I don't love anyone enough to <coughs> carry a cooked item on my no. lap on the
6: plane. No. <laughs> and unless you're flying in, getting off the plane and rushing there to make it on time for Thanksgiving dinner, make it when you get there.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah.
1: Now, here are the five foods you cannot take on an airplane. If you're, what? <laughs> soup.
6: I hope it's on the list.
0: Remember when you said soup on the plate? Oh,
6: God. Okay, we're
1: ready. All right. Now, five foods you cannot carry on. If you're flying with them, they need to go in your checked luggage. Yeah, I'm going to put gravy in my checked <laughs> that luggage. Can,
6: that's close. That's close. We're Good close. God.
1: Both kinds are considered spreadable. Oh, excuse me. This, that's a different one. Even if it's thick or frozen, it's still a liquid. You have to check it cranberry sauce both kinds are considered spreadable but it's too liquidy to carry on jellies and jams also have to be checked canned vegetables no because it's too much liquid maple syrup it's thick but it's still a liquid and alcohol that i did not know you cannot bring alcohol on an airplane no
5: makes sense i mean yeah. unless cuz like you can only bring so much so much liquid anyways yeah. it's like those 4 ounces but yeah, alcohol would seem like a questionable one to be able to bring on a plane when we're having all these people act a fool on They're planes. Right. Like let's, yeah. let's
6: leave that in your that. bath salts at home.
1: There you go. Alcohol. That's one. Uh, that one's obvious. But a lot of people still try. You, back when I was a, working at Capitol Records, you could bring alcohol on a plane if you, you wanted. to There was on no a plane.
5: security. Yeah, you, two, you would walk up, and two minutes later, be on the plane. Pretty
1: much. Till that, 1980. What was the year? Was that 80? I mean, 2001. Excuse me.
5: So in theory, Catherine could drop you off and you could be on the plane within five minutes? Oh, literally. That's such literally. a wild Whatever. thought.
1: So uh, yeah, one's uh, alcohol's obvious, but a lot of people still try. You could buy stuff at the duty-free store, but you can't take bottles or cans of wine, beer, cider, or any type of booze through the TSA line. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do any of that, so what do I care?
5: Well, I know you wanted to bring that frozen gravy all the way. Yeah. By the time you got there, it would be defrosted.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
6: Uh, the seven, is that the last thing on the list was alcohol. That was it. Well, the one that was honorable mention was soup. So do not try to bring soup on the plate. <laughs> okay, yeah,
1: whose honorable mention was that? <laughs>
5: Who was that, Ben? I uh, to
1: throw that out there. For the Kevin, I
5: am thankful for Tom Bernard. I don't know how I feel mm-hmm. about you. We'll wait till next year. That's
1: fine. I was
6: really starting to get uncomfortable because I thought you were going to say f- you were thankful for me, and I was like, eh, well, I'm going to
5: go. <laughs> you
1: guys. We're gonna have to keep you a long way apart of one another. Oh you get you get goofier than the sun, bitch.
5: I'm very thankful for you, Thomas Bernard. So have a well, great. day. I feel the same
1: way. Thank you for being on the show. We will have a wonderful time. Uh, we're gonna go hang out at Alex's house today, which I'm looking forward to. But yeah, I am. I'm a very grateful guy. I don't have. I've never had a real job.
5: Same.
1: I mean, working in voiceover, doing Capitol Records, doing this. I've never had. That's not a real job. Yeah, we're lucky. We are indeed. So everyone have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you on Monday.
5: Oh, we're going to have best of. Best of for the next oh, two days. Oh, thanks for mentioning so, that. Yeah. Thank
1: you. That's right.